Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Network Marketing Leadership Show. You've got Adrian Chenault. In about 30 more seconds, you'll have Tom Chenault. And we are so excited about the guest we have coming today. We've got a stand-in here who is his body double. He's a very famous body double. I don't know if we should get into that, but he has been the backside. This is no joke. Our body double has been the backside of Brett Favre in Something About Mary. True story. You remember where it shows his uh, his bear behind the real man right here in the studio. So there he is. Welcome, Tom Chenault. Has the show started yet? <laughs> it started. We're going. We're having fun. We're rolling with Hello, it. Hello, Jefferson. How are you, buddy? What's up, brother? Good to see you, Nothing man. But good. Oh, terrible shirt for this camera, though. Oh, that's all right. We'll roll with it. We just are having fun. We got a. You got a shirt for radio. There you go. Hi, <laughs> Jefferson. It. Did you introduce him yet? I haven't introduced him yet. Oh my God. Okay, so everybody. I've known about Jefferson. I'll never forget the first time I met him, actually. It was unbelievable, that experience. And I've been in awe of him ever since that day. But where I really saw the rubber hit the road was Eric Worre's seven-day GoPro recruiting week. And I am telling you, this guy came out of his boots. He's got more skill, more game, more charisma, more passion, more knowledge than literally anybody out there. So we had to have him. So then we got lucky because his life just went to hell in a handbasket. So instead of talking from the ivory tower, we're getting the absolute fight back, which is the best part about life is not that you get knocked down, but you got back up. Wouldn't you agree? Completely. completely. Gee, many Christmas. So what do you got? Yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited to have this guy. And I agree. I, you know, I think it's one thing to get to learn from somebody when they are at the very top. It's so cool to get to talk to somebody who's been at the top, who had something come in and hit them and has been able to climb to the top of a new mountain in a big hurry. And so Jefferson Santos, welcome to the show, man. We're so glad to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited, man. Y'all look great. Let's rock and roll. We are rocking. So <laughs> let's let's just get to life before the before the rise and fall. How, where'd you come from? I mean, people don't look like you in this profession normally. You, you know, you, you, you are a movie star, good looking. I hate everything about you. <laughs> talk to me about your childhood and your life a little bit. Yeah, it's like, hey, what's up, bastard? I love you, but talk to me. Yeah, you. that's it. This is great. So I grew up in Dallas, Texas. My parents are from Brazil. They, they came over uh, in 1969, had me in 1975. And my parents divorced when I was four. So my, my mother raised my sister and I. She had three jobs, working really hard. We live in a Section 8 apartment complex. And, you know, I just played some sports to stay out of trouble. And, you know, I, I, uh, one of the things that was interesting about, about sports is that from fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, junior high and high school, we had some pretty good athletes, but we, we had a losing record all those years. Even all the way up to like senior year, we had like we're five and five. So nobody plays sports to lose. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody gets used to losing. But it was crazy because in my head, I was like, well, I'll get him next time. We'll get him next year. That was my eternal optimist. And maybe practice harder, right? So for everyone where you feel like you're losing or you lost a couple of times, just it's like you got to get up again and go after it again. And so the crazy part was I, I, um, I got accepted. I asked my dad, I go, what do I got to do to fly airplanes? Because I love airplanes. You see some airplanes behind me here, right? Yeah. And he's like, I gotta get straight A's. So I'm like, okay, cool. So straight A's equals flying planes. So I started working on my grades and I heard about the Air Force Academy, heard about the Naval Academy, heard about West Point, all this stuff. And I was, uh, I was able to get accepted in the Naval Academy and I went there. And the crazy part was I played football there. And so I go from civilian life to military life, living at home my whole life to living 2000 miles away from my mom. And then uh, going from high school football in Texas to Division One A football in college, you know, getting our head beat in, right? And you know, you know, losing weight during you know boot like boot camp, like trying to like we're running miles every single day. Then we're starting football season. And the crazy part about that is, whenever you go through a transition, you need to prove yourself again. So yeah, of course, everybody going into the Naval Academy, we are all straight A students. Some of them salutatorians, valedictorians. But guess what? We all got our head shaved. We all got our clothes taken away. We all got beat down to a pulp until guess what? It was time to prove yourself again. 
Yeah. And that's where I was at. But here's the crazy part. The year, so we're hell losing record when I was there. The year I left the Naval Academy, I didn't go all the way through. I was there for two years, transferred out, got the entrepreneur bug. But the year I left the Naval Academy, they won a bowl game. No. So I missed, I missed the championship. I missed the ring. I missed the whole validation of why the heck I'm an athlete. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about that, right? So then I'm back in Dallas. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, what do I do? So I'm, I'm try trying to get into the next university, TCU, Texas Christian University, to play football there. But in between, my mother tells me about network marketing. And she invites me to this doctor's house, big old house. He's drawing circles on the whiteboard. I'm like, dude, this was like football, man. I could do this, right? I'm like, I love the whole teamwork thing. So I didn't have any preconceived notions of network marketing. I didn't have any. It was just like, dude, circles, team, whatever I'm in. Because one of the things I, 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 for me is I was never the fastest kid. I was never the strongest kid. I was never the smartest kid in school. But I knew what I was good at. I was really good at like focusing on stuff. And I knew that I had to study extra and I knew that I had to run extra and I knew that I had to lift weights extra just to keep up. So with that mentality, I guess the collective compounding of just learning the habit, right? Your habits will make you, right? The habit of learning, doing extra reading, doing the extra mile, the extra thing, you know, that has that collective compounding of, of an exponential growth. And so, but still it, it, I was at TCU, we lost. The year I left there, they won a bowl game. So that's two, right? I'm like, is this guy a bad luck charm or what the heck, dude, right? And, and so the crazy part is I get into network, I start network marketing, right? And I sponsored three people in my first two years. Yes. You know, I'm all excited. I'm going to events. I'm sitting by myself because I don't have a team yet. You know, and I, I was able to usually get a front row seat or a second row seat because I just ran up there and found like those little extra seats that have the coats and the purses on them and stuff. I just got in there because they didn't have a team with me. So, but it was just me and the me and the, and the speaker one-on-one. -on -one and, and I was just like, every time, here's what kept me in. And here's what's going to keep you in is searching for the stories, is listening to the stories and what, where do they come from? What, how do they do it? And all like that kept me going. That gave me another more oxygen for another 30 days and then another 30 days and another 90 days. And, and, and so my, 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 my belief and my faith carried me until my skill could catch up. And so for, for, so for me, when you add up fourth grade all the way till I started making six figures in network marketing, which was about eight and a half years into my network marketing career, that's 19 years of not getting what I wanted, of working really hard and not getting a win and the character building years, they say, right? But it is true. You build your roots, you build your foundation, you build all of that. And obviously when I was at the second university, I had to prove myself again. And, and, and one of the things that um, was in, is, is really important of like being your own boss is the self-discipline part because in between universities, I'm going, okay, Y'all remember uh, East Bay catalog, like with the parachutes and the strength shoes and all the stuff, right? I love like that. I, I, bought, I had an East Bay catalog. I bought the strength shoes. I learned how to jump and get my calves going. I got the parachutes. So I'm like running, sprinting, trying to get faster. I did that in the mornings before my buddy picked me up so we can go knock on doors in small towns around Dallas to sell roofing and siding and windows. And so that's what I did in between universities there, right? As, as I was getting started network marketing. And so, and so I learned the rejection. I learned knocking on doors and who's going to answer and all that kind of stuff, right? And then learning how to, how to work out. And, and I, I couldn't go to this next university and be slower. I had to get faster. I had to prove myself. They needed to know who Santos was so Santos can see the field. Because I was a walk-on and there was no scholarships left. Wow. I, I had to get in there, right? And so I, I, I kind of looked at myself as kind of a um, – God, what's his name? Uh, uh, you know, those utility players, the flankers that are really fast kind of guys. Uh, yeah. Like Rudy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a Rudy. But but what's the guy that that that, that did the um, – oh, that played for New England that was with Brady when he was there? Oh, I can't uh, remember. I, yeah, it'll come to my head in a second. Yeah. yeah. Welker. Is it Welker? Welker was one of them. Yeah. And there's some other ones. So, so that's kind of – I saw myself. And so I always figured out a way to get open. So here's the thing is um, now here's what's happened since then. Started getting, you know, that was about 2003 when I started to get some success, 2004, 2005, helped start a company with some buddies. We, we the last 15 years, 
it's been crazy. Built a team of over a million plus people, 50 plus countries, insane earning success. eight figures. What's that? Insane success. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And stuff happened last year. A lot of things happened last year for a lot of people. And uh, it was crazy. You know, some issues happened in, in another country with some fraud in 2017. Then COVID hit us and we were in the travel industry and it hit us in a big, big way. And we had to make some choices and transitions. And so my buddy was able to strike a deal with another company and allow us to all come over together. But at that time, it's, it's, it's tough because we, a lot of us weren't getting paid. A lot of us were, were going through a lot of difficulties. And how do you lead a team? First of all, getting people in network marketing could be hard for some people, right? Then they're on your team. And then let's say they might start making some good money and then they don't get paid and then you don't get paid. Like, how do you keep a team like that? It's, it's, it's really not easy. They also blame you. Yeah. Yeah, not only is it not your problem, you're in the same boat as them, but they blame you. I know. Right. I was in that world too, and it is impossible, but you get good at this business, you can take over a country, which you guys did. I mean, you just walked right out and walked right in. It was a speed bump, not in devastating, but the grit and the teamwork paid off yet one more time, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of difficult conversations, let alone uh, long nights and early mornings and Zooms, many, many countries having conversations. And, and the hard part was, you know, cause things are still going on legally. The hard part was you can't, you can't share, you don't know everything and you can't share everything. Yeah. So then it's like, what are you hiding or whatever? It's like, it, I don't even know, like, cause I'm not in there every single day. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer on, I don't, all that stuff. You don't know. You just say, look, we all have our hearts in the right place. We all have our dreams and we get a chance to continue our dreams, you know, in network marketing together. That was the big thing. We got to stay together. Yeah. Well, I am telling you, after the break, I wanted to hear that because every one of you, Eric Worry hits the nail on the head. Every year as a big leader, something catastrophic happens to your business. A big leg leaves, the FTC comes in, the FDA comes in, somebody comes in and just heaves a hand grenade into your business and you have to be ready for it. It's inevitable it's going to happen. And the mark of the winner is moving through it and past it and beyond it in a powerful way. And that's what these guys did. And I know that this entire profession is in a massive state of flux. And I wanted Jefferson on here because I think he's exemplified the comeback story literally better than anybody. So we'll be back right after this. Thanks for tuning in. That boy. Commercial. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Expert, what? expertly landed. Why do you doubt me, man? I, you're the, you are the real deal, and he just walks in here. I know, man. On, he's like, he's like, bam. I used to have to do this three hours a day, five days a week, over eighty nine percent of the state of Colorado, interviewing people like Kramer and Maria Baralomo and Trump and all those people, and uh, it was horrific. And they hated me <laughs> because I was such a train wreck. But all I did was just sit behind that mic and it turned on and I was there and I was present. And after it was over with, I forgot about it and it works. And it's the same thing in network marketing. You've just got to be with the person, not someplace else. And you win, right? That's right. Yeah. And you have to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of selective amnesia too. Like, you know, when the bad stuff happens, you learn from it, but Hey, it's in the past. Let's keep on rocking. Right. You were in the weeds, even when at Eric's deal and that recruiting thing, you weren't out of that trouble yet. Oh, dude, I was in the middle of it. That's what I was trying to say politely. <laughs> yeah, you just are a beast. That's why I love you so much. I knew I sent you a text saying, I know you are in deep water, you crazy son of a gun. And you <laughs> you came from nowhere against all odds. It's like being down like on the carpet. It was unbelievable. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you doing a commercial? <laughs> Let's do a little commercial, mostly because I want I want to make sure we we talk that story in in the big show. But uh, so we're actually we've got something cool coming up on Thursday that we can just talk about real quick. So we're doing you know there's all the social media. There's so much stuff happening out there, and I love social media. I love Facebook. I love Instagram. I love all this stuff. But I think there's a need to talk about you know the rest of how to build relationships with people has not gone away. And there's a lot of things that you can do 
that are not social media to build your network and to grow your network that are really, really powerful. And so we're going to talk about seven powerful ways that you can grow your network off social media. We're doing a webinar on Thursday. It's at 11 Mountain. So that's 10 Pacific, one Eastern time. And it's going to be super fun. It's all we, we, it's the Tom and Adrian show this time around, which uh, you, you should come for the comedic value, if nothing else. And uh, so go and register for that. The, the link's on the screen. It's contactmapping.com slash webinar. It's free to join us. Uh, there's a, a replay if you can't make it. But we usually have some fun, don't we, Dad? Yeah, and the name of the game, everybody, is we're going to teach you to stop phoning it in. And you're treating your address book, which is your greatest asset, with the least amount of respect possible. So we gave you the free app to at least give them a kiss, but we want you to marry your address book and have babies. And the way that you do that is you start duplicating that with love and remembering people and stop being such a tightwad with your heart. That's what we're going to teach you. How about that? That's going, I'm putting that on the website. We gave, we let you give it a kiss, but we want you to marry. That was going crazy. Call HR, call HR. And make babies. Oh man, if uh, yeah, if if these walls could talk, we would have. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness, but uh, but it, it it is it's so true and it's so important, and we'll talk more about this on the next break. But you know, if you're not taking care of your relationships, and if you don't see them as strategic. And I think this is a big problem. I think there's such a transactional mindset about relationship building, especially in network marketing, and it should not be that way. You have to see your relationships and your contacts as the one of the most strategic assets you have. And when you make that shift, so many things change. So go to contactmapping.com slash free, check it out. There's a totally free version. That's the kiss. And you're going to want to get married and have a baby. <laughs> or babies. And we're back. This is Tom Chanel. That's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Jefferson Santos. What's up? This is my idol, you guys. And I am telling you, he's like 12. And it was <laughs> unbelievable what this guy's accomplished. And in 1988, I got two DUIs and two disturbing the pieces in one month. However, in that year, I made $900,000 back before most of you were born. I had climbed the ladder all the way to the top. And I'm looking down, two DUIs, horrible alcoholic, cheating on my wife, robbing everybody blind, and I'm at the top of the ladder. And I looked around and said, I've arrived, until I realized that I the ladder was leaned against the wrong wall. It was supposed to be over there. And I had to climb all the way down to the bottom and about 50 feet lower to go back up, just like Jefferson did. But he did it a thousand times faster, a thousand times better, because he understands teamwork and everybody having a cause. And I am telling you, we're in awe of you. And I just I want to say that loud and clear. You're a machine, a beast and a man to be emulated. So thank you. Appreciate that, my friend. No pressure. <laughs> so this is our this is our shortest segment. So we got about five minutes, Jefferson. But I want to yeah. talk about leading through the valley because that's what you have just really done and and I I do I think this is such an important lesson and so I I just would love for you to share some of the things that you learned along the way and that you know you would impart to you know leaders and aspiring leaders about what it takes when that challenge when that big challenge inevitably comes yeah um don't hide don't hide. you can't hide you you, you got it you you have to pick up your phone I didn't want to pick up my dang phone. You know, we talk about like when you prospect the phone is 500, 500 pounds. Well, that shit was like a million pounds when somebody's calling you and you know they're asking, hey, why aren't we getting paid or or why is this happening or what's really going on? And, you know, are you telling all, all that stuff? And you have to have the crucial conversations and you have to have it with love. You have to let people get a little angry because they need to get it off their chest. They what usually happens, you know, when there's fear, what's, what's, well, it's anger. And then behind that's really fear, right? So you got a lot of people that were angry that, um, that were just, they, they want, like literally all of our dreams got shattered and we're like, well, what do we do? And, and, but also it was faith. It was, I, I've got a, a team of friends that we, we, we get together uh, at least once a week, if not multiple times. And we do a prayer call. 
and we're talking about what's going on and this and that, and we're, we're praying for each other. And because we, I didn't, I didn't do it by myself. I mean, you know, God helped me, my friends, my buddies helped me. Um, and we helped each other. We had to lean on each other because it was really tough. There were a couple of us that went silent for a little bit. We had to pull each other back up and it was that kind of a deal. And um, because a lot of us were all around the world, I mean, you know, thank God for technology. Thank God for WhatsApp and Zoom and all these different technologies where we can communicate with each other, whether we're both up or they're sleeping and I'm sleeping or whatever. And but it was it took a lot of time. And, you know, I've got a, I've got an amazing wife. I've got two kids and my wife knew about all this stuff. And what was also difficult was trying to try to stay positive with her and optimistic, but also be real as well. Right. While I'm, you know, and then, and then, and then she's going to share that stuff. And then I still got to go talk to my leader. So it was coming from both sides, but she was hugely supportive because she knows that if she wasn't supportive, that would affect my, just my energy. We'll never forget in 2003, my income went down $45,000 a month overnight. Company went out of business and that was quite the rug fall. And my wife looked at me and said, I do not want to do network marketing anymore. We've got to go get a job. I said, okay, you go get a job making 21.5 a month and I'll get a job making 21.5 a month and we'll be able to get to where we were. But it's impossible. You don't really have a choice because this is all we really know how to do. But at the end of the day, that's what's so beautiful about it because you're you are not your company. And if something happens to your company and you've been that leader using contact mapping to stay in contact with your team and know their blood type and know they know you're in the foxhole with them, they're just going to look at you and say, what do we do next? Which is exactly what happened to you guys, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's thank God that 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 my cross line friends that were not on my team, we helped each other. See, this is the important of building relationships yeah. outside of your team with people within your company, people within the industry, because we all need help. And that was that was a huge part of what kept my team in and kept their team in, is them seeing all the parents stick together. Amen. Big. Well, the good news about AM radio and being on all these stations is that we're on AM radio and all these stations. The bad news is, is we have to take breaks. So, <laughs> you know, all over the world on these AM stations. So we're going to take another break. Don't get all on Twitter about it. If you're on the AM radio, listen to the commercials that pays for the show. If you're not, just God bless Ted Anderson, the owner of the Genesis Communication Network, who for 12 years has let me be on the air for free without ever giving me any trouble. One of the world's greatest guys. We'll be back right after this. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Beautiful. Commercial time. Well done. All right. All right. Jefferson, I so I really loved what you shared about the the group of of men and the or, or the group of people and women too yeah but your friends and, yeah. yeah the the group of friends that really binded together and you know prayed for each other and that you were able to you know to really lean heavy on during that time how talk about how those relationships were formed and and how that became such an important thing for you during that time of challenge um, you know, all the events, you know, we, we go to all these events together. We travel around the world together. So it, you just get to know each other and we become friends over 15 years. Right. And really, we all have the same goal. We want to have a better life. Right. For our, for ourselves, for our family, for our for our teams. And and what, what quickly happened was we 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 quickly aligned, you know, because obviously you can't. It's not like everybody's buddy buddy with everybody. Right. Everybody's kind of, you know. They're your friends, but they're also your competitors, right? It's like that thing, right? And so, but when it came time to like, when it was, they call, you know, uh, I guess I can't say the word, but whatever, you know, blank cutting time, you know, it's like, it's like we knew exactly what we needed to do. We knew what the goal was. The, the goal was, is we need to save each other and help each other and help our people and, and have a safe landing, you know, and, and my friend, my, my good buddy, my, my best friend, my mentor helped legally make that happen by helping us land somewhere, you know, but it's, thank God for that too. There's so many things that it could have went wrong. You know, like the whole Harry, Harry, Hail Mary pass or the, 
or the play that, you know, they tossed the ball and then it got fumbled and they picked it up and scored. I mean, it was one of those things where it could have not easily happened, but we were all committed to making it happen, you know? You know who I got a text message from this morning? Drew Pearson. I Drew love Pearson. it. Remember him? Caught that oh, big Oh, yeah, cap. of course. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he sent me a note this morning about something, but that's pretty cool. Wow. Speaking of Hail Mary passes, but. That's right. Yeah, gee, many Christmas. And, you know, contact mapping, I want to talk about that a little bit. I'm telling you what, these superficial relationships, you guys all think you've got these 10,000 followers on Clubhouse, 15,000 on on uh, Facebook, 100,000 on Twitter, Mark Lalonde's headed for a million on TikTok. No, those aren't relationships. Those are just a bunch of people that clicked on you. Work on those people in your life that you love that love you because when the shit hits the fan, I I get I can say that during the commercials and I wanted you to know you can cuss in the commercials. That's okay, why I did that. <laughs> the fact of the matter is you're going to need those people. And if they joined you with a click, they're going to be good for about five cents when the water gets deep. You want the ones that can go deep with you and you've got to nurture, cultivate, remember, 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 ask those people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's amazing is that the two things can go together, right? You know, Jefferson has 300,000 followers on Instagram, which just blows people. Oh, no, sorry about that. But no, but it's oh, fine no. because, because, it's, because he's not. Hey, it's true, though. It's true. Work, Tom. No, it's a, but no, this is, you know, we, we were talking about Mark. Mark has a zillion followers on TikTok, but what separates Mark from the influencers that have nothing is his, that, is his shiny chest. It's well, he does have a shiny chest. I don't know if you have a shiny chest, but that seems to help. So that's another tip. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what's like that's great, and that's an incredible tool. But what it comes down to at the end of the day is, are you are you really connecting with people, and is the substance there at the end of the day? And you can't have substance with three hundred thousand people, but you can have three hundred thousand people following you and still have substance with that inner circle. And doing that is so important because, you know, when stuff, when the water gets deep, 300,000 followers is not going to bail you out of that boat, right? What's going to bail you out of the boat is the the real strong relationships that you have built where you're going to be able to go, okay, I got to pull together my trusted people and I got to make a move. And so I think, you know, one of the things that this last year has shown us, no matter what happened in your business, no matter what happened in your life, is that there are just times where like all the things that you thought you could count on, all bets just are off all of a sudden. And what do you do when that stuff happens? You want to have that group of people that you can rely on and you want to be the kind of person to others that they go, man, I got to call Jefferson. I got to call Tom. I got to call Adrian because I know that that person genuinely cares about me and I can trust them to help me through a hard time. That's really what this stuff is about. And business results and so many other great things will happen as a result of that. So that's what we're talking about. Let's go back to the show. Four letters. WWJD. <laughs> Let's go to work. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, the unbelievable Jefferson Santos. And I'm just thrilled to death to have him with us today. You've got to follow him. Don't try following him on Instagram, you'll never hear for 300,000 people is a pile of people. Can't believe it. That's a big number. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. People love him. He's got it totally going because he's as good on the inside as he is on the outside. And he's a guy you want to jump in the foxhole with because his, his motives are pure. He wants to help you have a better life. So stick with him. Follow his path. Follow, follow his story. Because I'm telling you, you're in your own story, whether you know it or not. And following people that have gotten out of that story to the other side are what you want. And this guy's got a vibe that can attract a tribe and you want to be in that tribe. So let's talk about network marketing as a whole. As badly as you got your brains beat in, you, you went to the Naval Academy, you went to TCU, you've obviously been intellectually and physically very, very, very fortunate in your life. You took a taste of network marketing, you got punched in the face hard by COVID and what was going on in that foreign country with the fraud. Yet you decided with all that, looking back on it, you could sell anything, 
anything with the skills that you learned here. You chose to go back in to another company in the network marketing space when you really didn't need to. Why is that? That's what I know. I mean, it's 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 leading people, helping people leverage. It's helping people get their time back. I mean, you know, one thing about network marketing is it's a time machine. We get our time back. And that's the, that's the, the most precious commodity we have, right? You know, right. a second ago is the furthest. I mean, you know, it's just we can't get it back. And so this business enable, you know, lends itself to mentorship. And as you help other people, you end up helping yourself. But you it's just such an exponential helping machine. It's I once you understand it, I'm like, I, I would never do anything else. Why would I do anything else? Because mm -hmm. you 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 can you can literally exponentially grow your income and your time like in almost no time, depending on your skill set and all that kind of stuff. And that that I had nowhere else to go. I'll say I'll say that I had nowhere else to go but network marketing. So here's a here's a high level athlete saying something a minute ago, and it reminded me of when I met Brian Mullins' partner Tim, and I can't remember his name to save my life, who went to MIT, and he came out of MIT and he went to a multi level marketing presentation and saw all those X's on the wall and all the O's. And everybody goes, that's just a pyramid scheme. And he goes, no, that's not a pyramid scheme. That is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And that's what he's done for the rest of his life and done quite well at it. He looked at that X's and O's on the wall, reminded him of football and the team. And he realized that you needed a team. This made sense to him. It's got to make sense to you. And I don't care if it's arithmetic using math like Adrian's all about or what Jefferson's all about with a sports analogy or both. But Find your why and realize you can do this, but you can't do it alone. You've got to be mentored. You've got to be coached and you got to play it to win, right? Yeah, totally. And you know, I mean, wealth building is a team sport, right? I mean, nobody has ever done it by themselves. The Oprah's of the world and the Elon Musk's of the world, right? They they all have a team. You might not see the team, but they have a team. The question mm -hmm. is, is where's your team? You got you to gotta get a team. You got to join a team, get a team, build a team. That's what life is about. You know, as my, my boy, I, I introduced NASCAR to my boys last year and I took them to a live race, you know, and I'm telling you, that's all they talk about. Their favorite drivers, Chase Elliott. And it's crazy last year because he won, he won the championship. But the second to the last race, he had to win the race to get the top four spots in the playoffs to, to the championship in Phoenix, right? Here's the crazy part is – they, they go in for inspection and all this stuff, right? He's in the top four pole position at the beginning, right? He fails inspection. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to go tailback. He's like, copy that. That's it. <laughs> he starts 40th in the back at the championship. He mowed everybody down, and he won the freaking race. Go wow. look up Chase Elliott champion NASCAR 2020. It's amazing what he did. And you'll hear him. He says, copy that. He's like, ah, you'd have to go tailback. He's like, copy that. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know. I probably would have had, I would have went ape. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about, dude? Wow. So yeah. here's the deal, everybody. I used to watch him. I used to watch Mark. I used to watch Matt. I used to watch these guys go all over the world making major, major money. And I was making major, major money when I was watching these guys walk all over the world, making major, major money. And I always thought, God, I cannot believe the guy at the top is still getting these guys to go travel all over the world, making all that dough. Now, the reason I say that to you is because all of a sudden it hit the fan. And when it hit the fan, these guys didn't have to look back and try to remember their skills. They were relevant. They'd been playing every day up to the catastrophe, even though they didn't have to. And most of the big network marketers I know have forgotten what it was like to be in the trenches. And having gone through what you just went through, how important is it to not think you're half as hip, slick, and cool as your paycheck is trying to tell you you are, so you think you deserve to be up there in the ivory tower looking down on people. You got to stay relevant every minute, just exactly like you did on that GoPro recruiting thing, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? You got you to keep the rust off. You got to be well-oiled. You got to be a well-oiled machine. And the thing is, is like when you're around, if, if you've 
if you if you're at the top of your game or on your way to the top of your game and you start having conversations with people that are in the trenches you better sound like you're in the trenches too because the texture of your conversation can easily be you know sought uh heard or i guess snuffed out uh if you're not in the trenches and that's that's the thing it's like why that would be such a disappointment right you meet your hero and i'm not saying i'm anybody's hero but i'm just saying yeah, for sure. you meet your hero right and they're like Wait, wait a second. What? Like, you don't even know, like, what you're talking about, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you want to be able to have that conversation. Like, you are you just sponsored somebody yesterday or the day before, and you're starting a new team and all these things. Because that's what we do. That's what leaders do. Of course, we play, too. We work hard, play hard, right? But with technology now, it's beautiful because you can do this all around the world on the phone, phone-based business, home-based business, computer-based business, whatever. But I think it's important, those of us that you've mastered stuff online, to master stuff offline as well, because there's all, and you have to integrate it as well, right? And so when you can pass the ball, run the ball, you know, pitch the ball, kick the ball, punt the ball, do all the different skill sets, then you're able to, to train whoever in your team that that's what they like to do. That's fine. You're able to, to have several modalities and several legs and several teams that this person, they like to do home meetings. They like to do online stuff. They like to, they have to do this. If you know it all, okay, you might be better at some others, but then you could teach it and you can be right there in the trenches, whether you're online or in person with them. And I think, I think as a leader in this industry, you know, every, everything is still relevant. The online, the offline, don't poo poo the offline, don't poo poo the online. Hey, it's all here together. And we're all, last time I checked, we're still human, right? <laughs> we're here. <laughs> And yeah. we just got to learn. We got to learn it all. And, and if you want to be relevant, yes, learn this. Whole, I, listen, I am not a TikTok expert. Matter of fact, I suck at TikTok. However, pretty good at Instagram. I need to do some more stories on Facebook and Instagram and, and, and reels and all that kind of stuff. I'm getting there, but you don't have to be the master of all social media. Just at least one platform and be good at listening to people and showing them what you have and how it can help them. I don't care how you get to the, the funnel. I mean, if it's TikTok, if it's clubhouse, you're ultimately going to get to the funnel where you have to be in relationship with human beings. And I don't know what your number is that you can think you can master. Christ tried 12 and only hit 11 out of 12. So I'm going to tell you, it's not a, it's not everybody on the planet. Like everybody seems to think it is get strong with your tribe and be that leader. You always wanted your upline to be. That's what these guys did. So then when it hit the fan above them, they were able to transition everybody over there to where they needed to go. One of their kingpins decided to really step over there and set the stage for everybody. And I'm just telling you, I think you did it right. I think you did it with as much integrity as possible. It's hard. And you've got, you start finding out who your friends aren't when there's trouble, when there's troubled waters, because they're smiling to your face and stabbing you in the back. And that sucks, but you learn a lesson that you never forget. And you really learn out of all that forgiveness. And I think you're, you'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, listen, everybody has a breaking point and there was just certain people on the teams that just, you know, they, they bailed out, they tapped out earlier and, the, and that's fine. They, they had to do what they needed to do. Right. And uh, but the ones that stayed, it's like, you know, T.D. Jake says the ones who stayed couldn't leave and the ones who left couldn't couldn't stay. Right. Yeah. And uh, the reason why you have your tribe is because they 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 listen to your voice. They they resonate with you. And if the people that don't resonate with you, guess what? They're going to resonate with somebody else. And that's OK. Right. And but, you know, what's what's crazy is, you know, we had a, an amazing director of training that also came with us and he was a huge glue to, to everything. And, you know, we just kicked off our first live event in you know, 15 months, I saw uh, we it. just, we I just saw finished it. it. It was ridiculous. I mean, we had all the protocols and the code protocols and all that, but man, we, it, 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 everybody is on fire. And I'm telling you, if you get a chance, if your company or somebody does a live event and you can, you know, you could physically go there, I would go there because it is a whole different level. I think a lot of us are tired of looking at cameras it's nice to see some live people too. Well, I know one thing right now. I'm going to have to buy some pants. <laughs> I haven't worn pants in years. Yeah, this is pretty cool, you guys. And what, what's so beautiful about it is when you start thinking about yourself, you got this company, you might be making 5, 10, 20, a lot of money, a lot more than that. And you start thinking everybody else are idiots. 
just understand that you never, ever, ever, ever know. And you don't know when that hand grenade is going to hit you and how you treat those people who the hand grenade already hit are, is, is going to be an indication of how they're going to treat you if that hand grenade does hit you. So please do that. Please just love people. Don't be a venomous person. It's horrible. I hate it. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah well, one thing too is, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, some people when they, you know, when they leave a team or something, they just make all kinds of noise and all kinds of stuff. It's like, look, if you don't, if you don't like the team, then leave, but leave quietly. You don't need to announce it, announce it to the whole world kind of thing. Right. And, and so that's the thing. It's like, this industry, you know, we've learned personal development. And if you call, you know, if you call yourself a leader or a person that knows personal development, if you choose to do something else, cool, but don't, don't hurt everybody else's business in the process. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that, that really frustrates me sometimes is some people just don't think about it and think about themselves and think, well, if I can just make a big noise, everybody will follow me or whatever. It's like, look, you, you talk to people that know you and you have that conversation and, and you do things quietly. And so, you know, we had some people kind of, you know, make some ruckus and everything and it confused people because then what do I do? Do I tell them the truth or just say, I couldn't really tell that because I'd be bad mouthing them. So it's like, it's just a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So we got to take a fast break. We'll be back right after this. This is the network marketing leadership show. And we're back. Oh, (laughs) Troy Dooley. I mean, I, we were on the radio and that company in 2010 went out of business overnight. Mm. And a week later, Troy on my show, and he's my dear friend, I just wanted to kill him, said, Tom, you should have seen the Titanic sinking. Like, what? I didn't see the iceberg, but you can't turn the Titanic. And that's kind of like you guys, you couldn't have turned that thing if you would have known what was going on. It was too big a machine and it had to do what it was going to do. And then you had to be with it and do what you had to do. But Good God. If Dooley, if you're watching this show, I still hate you too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of loving people unconditionally and building relationships that last, let's yes. talk about contact mapping. Shall there you we? go, pal. <laughs> Just kidding. But, it, you know, it's like this is – I loved what you, you shared that it's – you know, you're doing this with your friends. You know, you think about what does this profession offer you? It offers you that time machine. It offers you that time freedom, but it offers you the ability to do, you know, to create the life that you want to create with the people that you want to create it with. And what could be better than that? And I think that there's just such a highly valued portion of that. And I want to, this, I want to ask you this on the other side of the break about building, you know, building a team, right? Like so much of what you get to do is you, you get to choose, like, I'm going to really invest in, you know, these people that I'm, we're going to build this thing together. We're going to do life together and create something that's special, that's going to last. And in order to do that, you know, they, you need to really care about them. They need to know you really care about them. You need, you know, you need to know their story and what drives them. And and they need to feel, we call it the BLTs. There's, you know, does, does that person know that they belong with you? Does that person know that you love them? Does that person trust you and know that you can, that you trust them? Does that person feel like they're safe with you? When you create those conditions, people are going to want to follow you. They're going to want to join what you're up to because they, you know, they feel they, they'll, they'll know one way or the other, right? They're either like they're, they're in because they, they want to be a part of who you are or they they won't. And that's okay too, but you're going to create this like really, really solid foundation. And I think that's such an important part of, of leadership in, in network marketing and in anything else that what you're ultimately, you know, if you're going to build something that's going to last, if you're going to build something that is going to, you know, that's going to reach heights, you have to, it's the people that's going to make or break whether that's going to happen or not. And you've got to be the kind of leader to attract those kind of people to go with you on that journey because you can't get it done by yourself. And you've got to show up that way before the, before the results are there. Otherwise, it's never going to happen, right? If you don't develop the relationship and then you're in trouble, I mean, people call me all the time asking me for a thousand bucks. And it, I don't, I'll loan anybody money if they just like don't show up out of the sky blue from five years ago, acting like we're great big buddies, but they only called me when they needed me. If they would have just called me and like, 
every quarter or so and just hit me with a text message that said, geez, Tom, it looks like you're losing weight. I guarantee you they get the money. But when they come out of the sky blue, I just want to punch them in the face. Yeah, you got to remember, 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 ask, right? Yep. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. That's you should write that down. If uh, yeah, I know I'm going to get like quarter, you look at great, man. Have you lost weight? So somebody's going to come out with an ebook. Okay, how to borrow money from Tom or whoever? <laughs> yeah, that's talk, talk to him every three weeks and then compliment him and then ask for the money. There you <laughs> go. <That's it. laughs> so if you want more great tips like that, go to contactmapping.com/free. But really, go check it out. It will be well worth your time. All right, final segment. God, this time went so fast. Flying by. First question. This has been so good. What's his name? His name is Jefferson Santos. Okay, now take it away. <laughs> All right. So we're back with Jefferson Santos. And Jefferson, you when we in the last segment, you were talking at the beginning about that not, you know, nothing really happens in network marketing until you have a team. You've got to build that team, and that's where the leverage starts to come in. And you've done it a couple of times now. You've done it again recently. What do you think is the most, what are the most important ingredients to help you to attract and build a team? Uh, well, I mean, number one is, is your come from, it's where you're coming from, right? And the mistake that I made in my first eight and a half years in network marketing was I didn't have any money, so I chased the money. I looked at everybody as a dollar sign. I... I gave off the vibe that I, I didn't care. I cared, but I wasn't communicating that, right? So I think it's important to communicate the caring and not like, you know, kumbaya all the time, but I'm just saying like, look, asking questions, right? Listening to those answers. What What's going on in their life? Are they are they working too much? You know, are they uh, not having enough time with their kids? Do they want to, what is it they want to buy? Are they trying to get a new car, they're trying to get a new house, or they're trying to go on a vacation they haven't been to in five years or something like that. It's asking questions and listening, right? And then showing them the opportunity uh, of how to do it. Now, I show somebody the whole buffet table. I don't show, show anybody anything until I can show them everything. Because for me, I lead with the opportunity, usually the prospect, because I ask the question, lead with the opportunity, and then I show the buffet table. You know what? If they don't like the business, if the business is weird for them and all that stuff, guess what? They might buy the products or the product or whatever, right? But I always show the buffet table. Now, the thing is, is once they're in, here's what's important. The game just starts. Now it's about helping them get their list down or whatever they do and help them get started, help them get a first check, help them get a quick win immediately, right? Show, prove to them that this does work, right? And be there when they get a no and be there when they get a no show and say, hey, let's call somebody else and, let, and be there because guess what? Uh, my buddy Wayne was there for me when and that was happening for me, right? And so you've got to be there. So it is a little bit like raising a new child, okay? In a way, because they don't know what they're doing yet. They might know this part of their career, this other job, but they don't know about this. It's like free weights versus machine weights. I mean, you can get hurt if you don't know how to lift weights, right? It's like one of those things. That's how you build a team is you you you, you, you share an opportunity, right? You, you look for people, you ask them questions, you find out what their needs are, you, you, you fill the need with what, what you have, then help them do the, go do the same thing. And it's really that simple. And then the culture. How are you building team culture? Are you doing events for your team? Are you doing contests for your team? Are you having celebratory Zooms and calls and recognition, right? For the smallest things, are you doing that? Because people, if they hear their name, people people like they, they literally die for recognition, i.e. the military, right? I mean, it's crazy. It's awesome. That's that is, how you build a team. That's so powerful. And you, as, as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about that there's such a, you know, I think we get trapped into thinking about sharing a business opportunity almost like it's a sale that ends at the point that the person signs up. Starts there. And that's yeah. so wrong. And it's, you know, I, I spent about 10 years in corporate America and I would hire, I was in finance, so we would hire these analysts and we'd put a lot of energy into hiring the analyst. But imagine if the kid showed up, you know, fresh out of college, it's the first day and you go, all right, man, well, I'm just going to go recruit the next analyst. So, you know, just figure it out, find some stuff to do. Here's a computer. See you later. Yeah. No, you know, they would last two weeks. No one, that would be a crazy, crazy thing to do. And I think there's so much energy and so much emotion that gets poured into trying to get the person over the line. Right. You're just, you know, you've wasted it if you don't actually do what Jefferson just talked about, 
when yeah. you get across the line. And the other thing too is having, you know, having a system, a daily method of operation and a system to where they can go, is it simple? Does it work? Can I do this? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm in, right? You got to show them in your presentation. If you're not showing them, is it simple? Does it work? Can I do this? Then they're, they're probably not going to sign up because you got to show them the system of how they're going to do it within the presentation, which the good ones do that. So you are off to the races. You're going to build another empire. You are moving like the wind. How do people get hold of you? Well, really simple. Connect with Jefferson.com. Uh, just go there. It'll take you to a little, little uh, mini, mini website. My other website just has others. It's simple. Connect with Jefferson.com. That's how you do it. Okay, so this goes to the podcast next. Then on Saturday, it goes to AM radio all over the world. Whatever you do, tag your friends and tell them to listen to him because he is you. He is me. And why I love him so much is you. I never saw him sweat, even though I knew he was in the fight of a lifetime. And I have so much respect for that. It was unbelievable. And I just want you to know, Jefferson, that whatever we can do and your band of merry men, I actually chose you over all those guys. So you can go tell them all. I know you know them all. And I know they all know. And I chose you because I, I did. I'm telling you what, because you stuck your chin out when somebody wanted to punch you and everybody wanted to like kick dirt on you and everybody around that world. And none of you, you know, you guys locked arms and said, that is a passing fad. You may laugh at us now, but he who laughs last laughs best. And you guys proved it. And that event that you just had was epic. And I just got out of a, an in-person meeting last weekend with just 100 people at it. But it was tear jerking because we finally got to hug and love each other again. Next week on this show, we have got Marina Ware. She is going to be out of her mind talking about most powerful women in network marketing. They're going to have over 100,000 people at that virtual event. It is free. You better register for that baby because it's going to change the world. Eric is just on fire. And the stuff he's doing with Warry Studios and Marina is doing is epic. And it's making us all look good, just like Jefferson does. We'll see you all next week. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.